everybody. I'm Karen Hartglass. You're listening to It's All About Food. It's good to be here today, talking in front of my Blue Yeti, my friend Blue Yeti. Do you know Blue Yeti? <laughs> and I'm sitting here with my best friend and partner and co-host on It's All About Food, Gary DiMattei. Hi, Karen. Hi, Gary. It's a fun time of year for us. We love to cook, and it's all about cooking in the next couple of days. It's all about cooking, and it's all about gratitude. Yes. Or at least I would hope it's all about gratitude. And even though we frequently talk about gratitude and thinking about what we're grateful for, and that's a practice that some people do when they wake up. It's a practice that some people do when they go to sleep. Some people even do it both times. And I think as often as you can think about what you're grateful for, you are going to be a happier person. Yes. Rather than thinking about what you don't have. Exactly. Yes. You can live in abundance. You can live in fulfillment or you could live in lack. It's a choice. Right. Right. Live in abundance. Abundance. Where there are buns dancing. <laughs> and those are bakery buns. Yeah, of course. Of course. What did you think I meant? I, I it's don't food. know. It's We're all about food. <laughs> of course it's all about food. A lot of people food. are going to be baking buns this next couple of days before this big holiday that's coming up here in the United States. And we call it Thanksgiving. Yes. And you and I call it Thanksgiving. A lot of people call it Thanksgiving, especially those who prefer to have a live turkey running around either in their yard or in the woods or somewhere rather than slaughtered and basted and served up on a platter. Right. Briefly N said. No corpse on our table. No corpses. Thank you. But a lot of folks celebrate by putting a corpse on their table and we're here to try to get them to go the other way this year. So hopefully some of you out there are listening to the show today and you're saying, Gee, I don't really feel great about buying a dead bird, roasting it, and putting it on the table. That doesn't seem like a celebration to me. That kind of seems like a funeral. Exactly. So why don't we go the plant-based route? And Because, I mean, really, Thanksgiving is all about the sides anyway. And yet you can still have a main event. Now, we got on this subject a while ago when we first got together here at Responsible Eating and Living in and talked about Thanksgiving, which has been a subject we have talked about for a very long time. Well, once a year anyway, for the last... Well, we found, we were founded in 2011. Yeah, so, I think it's a very popular subject with vegetarians and vegans. Right. So we did a video, which is up now. It's now a classic. <laughs> the real classic. We did that video about 10 years ago. Yeah. Right? And we made a bunch of food and shot it. And we still make some of those recipes. Right. So that's fun to watch. We've now refined many of those recipes. And we've we've gone through several transitions here with respect to food. I mean, we were doing gluten for a while. And now here at Responsible Eating, we no longer focus on anything with gluten. We don't do much with seitan. We don't do much with wheat bread. Um, we do a lot of gluten-free. And that's cool. We still use a lot of nuts. Because <laughs> we're nuts. Right. But we do use a lot of nuts and seeds. And seeds. And some of you might be, they might have an allergy to nuts and seeds. And so we try to have some recipes up there for y'all as well. I like the way 
if I think about Thanksgiving for me over the last 33 years that I've been vegan, my pumpkin pie has gone through many, many, many iterations. We always keep changing things. Always try to perfect recipes. Always make them better. And let's talk about one recipe that I think you have refined and has evolved and is so great. It's your pie crust. Right. I was leading up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the pie crust. Well, my pumpkin pie, for example, originally I used to make a, a wheat-based crust and I used some kind of margarine that was available in the 80s that didn't seem to have any animal products in it. Right. And then uh, the pumpkin, I tried to make it like a Libby's pumpkin pie, which was a can of pumpkin and then... They use condensed milk, I think, in the recipe and sugar. So, of course, I used an evaporated cane juice, vegan sugar, all the same spices. And in the old days, I may have used tofu, silken tofu, to blend with the pumpkin. To stretch it out instead of, like, using eggs. Right. Or sometimes I would use the soy milk. And then I moved over to using coconut milk because I just love the taste of coconut milk. And I find that with pumpkin, it's not over. The coconut doesn't overwhelm the flavor. Right. So the filling kept changing. And now I have a little flaxseed in my pumpkin pie filling. And right. I think it's pretty perfect. Which is an old school egg replacer, right? Flaxseeds. Exactly. It's an old school right. egg replacer. And it's good for you. It really is. And it has lots of... Because my, my goal is to use whole foods and minimally processed foods and as few processed foods as possible. That's our goal here at Responsible Eating and Living is to use minimally mm. processed foods. And so now... Now I'm, let's get to the crust. Yeah, let's get to the crust. <laughs> let's so, get to the crust of the of the topics today, which exactly. we're evolving into now. So, so tell us about your crust. So from going from a wheat flour with margarine decades ago, then the butters got better, the vegan butters got better. And I was still using wheat flour. And then I went to gluten-free. And I made a, a number of variations. There, In the video, we make a savory pumpkin pie with a pumpkin seed crust, which is really a good crust. And I want to get back to that. It was a little challenging to roll out, but it's doable. I think it had rice flour in it, and the seeds were used as the fat. Anyway, it was a great concept that I that I want to return to at some point. Then I continued experimenting with different gluten-free flours. And for a long time, I settled into Bob's Red Mill gluten-free flour. But it wasn't organic. Right. It bugged me that it wasn't organic. And they also had this one-to-one flour that was gluten-free that was more like a, a pastry. baking pastry flour. Right. Yeah. All right. And th that's still out on the market. And they worked very well, but not organic. Right. So I went back into the kitchen. I found the kitchen again. <laughs> I started playing around. Went back into our test kitchen. And I love what I came up with. I just love it. So but I've been playing with a mix of rolled oats, millet, and garbanzo bean flour. And we buy all organic. The millet you can buy is millet flour, or it grinds up really nicely in a Vitamix. You can use rolled oats or steel-cut oats and grind it up to make a flour, or you could buy the oat flour. I just find grinding the grains up from scratch is the best, the best flavor. 
You could even grind up the garbanzo beans. That's a little trickier to get it to a, a nice... A little noisier, too. <laughs> Very noisy. It hurts the ears. <laughs> Make sure you have a heavy-duty blender if you do that, because <laughs> it will destroy your blender if you don't. But this mix, oat, millet, and garbanzo bean, and then I got this idea from an interview I did where there was a pie crust that was not vegan, but it gave me the idea of using yogurt in the crust. So I added the cashew yogurt. Oh, genius. And it has a little oil in it. Now, I know there are some people that are SOS-free, salt, oil, and sugar-free, and that's a beautiful thing. And you could probably do this crust without oil. I haven't tried it. You could probably probably, use a little water. You could probably add tahinis. Or you could use, exactly, you could use a nut butter. I mean, there's always ways, and I thought about that too, but I haven't done it yet. Work in your pumpkin seeds again. Exactly. Little water, blend up some pumpkin seeds. You've got yourself the oil that right. you So don't we use. could probably make this oil free. You see, we just keep getting better and better. But right now, for a holiday, I give ourselves a pass and we use a little yeah, oil. Yeah, because we're bringing sugar. it over to people who eat nothing but crap. <laughs> That's right. All day long. But this is an easy to roll pie dough. Now, of right. course, you need two sheets of parchment paper or wax paper and you put the dough in between. And then you roll on top so your roller pin doesn't touch the dough. It stays clean that way. It doesn't stick. It's really a great way to roll. And tell us what you'll be using this year as a rolling pin. Ah, the old-fashioned way with a wine bottle. Yeah. (laughs) So If you don't have a rolling pin, a wine bottle works very nicely. Right. But you will be be ruining the label. Drink the wine first. Uh, Yeah, or... All along. Oh, yeah. You don't want it spilling on your dough. Or maybe you do. No, I'm kidding. You don't have to drink the wine. <laughs> but it helps. You could you, you could not open the bottle and use it or use it after it's right. all And empty. one of the reasons we're using a wine bottle this year is because we're in Lake Tahoe and we're staying at a timeshare that doesn't have a rolling pin. They don't have a lot of things here, but I don't think we want to get into that right now. No, we don't. <laughs> but we're going to be cooking some Thanksgiving food and then bringing it to a big family celebration. Um, we're leaving Tahoe on Thursday morning. Yeah. So we're back in California. We're directing a show. We'll be here a while. You may hear about more of our California adventures. But right now we're getting some fresh air and very happy that Lake Tahoe has survived yes, the they horrible have been fires. Through, literally have been through the fires of hell. Speaking of gratitude, they're very grateful for the firefighters, the first responders, and all of the folks that helped them through their, this terrible, terrible blaze. And you can see that. There are posters and banners everywhere right. thanking everyone that helped. And we thought well, we'd, we'd come up here and help with the economy. And we've been spending <laughs> some money. So that's Okay, good. so then there's the pumpkin pie which I will be making with this fabulous, easy-to-roll crust. And the recipe is at Responsible Eating and Living. And then I also like to make an apple pie. Sometimes I make a double-crust apple pie. That's very American, you know, the bottom crust and the top crust. But I've been getting away from those because, I don't know, I don't really need a top crust. Do you need a top crust? Well, if it's that crust that you make now, yeah, I definitely do. (laughs) I will definitely need a top crust. But the, the secret, it's not a secret, but... Buy organic apples, only organic apples for your pies, please. And guess what? You don't have to peel them when the apples are organic. How many times have you said that on this program? I say it again and again and again because I still see peeled apples in pies. And you don't have to do that. 
when your apples are organic. And you get a lot more nutrition and nobody knows. No one has ever said, oh, what's this peel doing in your apple pie? Right. That has never been said. Isn't that the thing though? Is like you take something so beautiful like an apple and then you destroy it before you put it in a pie and you add all of this crap exactly. to it. You know what I like too when it doesn't have a top crust? When you use different apples, so some apples obviously are red-skinned and some are green-skinned, and if you leave them on, sometimes you see that color, and it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Your apple pie is also delicious. Thank you. You use the same crust for your apple pie as you do for your pumpkin pie. That's my crust right now. That's my That's the crust crust. of it. You've heard it here. Karen's (laughs) crust. Now, getting back to what I opened with, There's a lot of you that might be thinking about going plant-based this Thanksgiving. You maybe don't want to put the corpse on the table. You maybe want to just share all the love, have the turkey running around, as Karen said. But when you go plant-based, you're going to find something different than what we've been talking about, which is kind of old school. Back in the day, a lot of these recipes were developed and we're now constantly evolving and refining them. But there's a lot of new products out on the market. A lot of new plant-based slash vegan products out there that they're trying to get you to buy. And a lot of websites are featuring these products. But because we're all about nutrition, we're all about health, that's what our nonprofit is about, and we're all about the truth. When you read things like, for example, a piece that came out on goodhousekeeping.com in May of 2021, it talks about the 33 best vegan food products of 2021, according to nutrition experts. This list includes the top brands you can shop online or in store. So right away, you're thinking good housekeeping. Wow, good housekeeping. It's got the seal of approval. But, but again, we are responsible eating and living. So we're here to tell you whether or not these products, these 33 products, and we probably if won't. They, if they have the real Seal of approval. If they have the real seal. The responsible eating and living seal of approval. We're going to set Karen on these products. (laughs) I'm going to read you what Good Housekeeping. And again, the piece is by Stephanie Sassos. And she's got a lot of letters after her name. MS, RDN, CSO, CDN, NASM, dash, CPT. And then the Good Housekeeping Institute. Oh. I didn't know they had one. Mm. But um, right away you think, well, this, this has the good housekeeping seal of approval. So let's, let's dig deeper. Let's, let's see what products they list. So the piece that Stephanie, the paragraph that Stephanie has written here is, with the benefits of plant-based eating becoming more pronounced and impactful, it's no wonder that so many have adopted this type of lifestyle. I like that. That's good, Stephanie. Thanks. A growing community of vegans and vegetarians means more demand for high-quality plant-based products that deliver on both nutrition and taste. Gone are the days of boring vegan foods. You never thought vegan I never thought vegan food was boring. No. Not in my house. Colorful, delicious. Absolutely. So right there. I'm so tired of that line. Yeah. Vegan food has never been boring. Okay. I'll continue reading Stephanie's words. Food manufacturers and even restaurants and fast food chains are taking notice and bringing innovation to this expanding food category. Experts in the Good Housekeeping Institute's Nutrition Lab test thousands of food products year-round to give you the best of the best on both quality and taste. 
when determining which vegan products made the cut for this year's list, we focused on best in-class ingredient lists, flavor, and innovation. Oh. Check out the best vegan food products of 2021 handpicked by registered dietitians and taste testers. Let's go. I can't wait. Number one. Number one. The company name is Good Foods, and the product is plant-based queso-style dip. Now, Good Foods, according to this list here, uses high-quality fresh ingredients to make incredible dips, dressings, and more. Their chunky guacamole is not to be missed, but this plant-based queso-style dip delivers on both nutrition and taste. Completely dairy-free, ingredients in this top pick include cauliflower, red bell pepper, almonds, nutritional yeast, and more. Okay, it's got water, almond butter, apple cider vinegar, red onions, lemon juice, garlic, sea salt, nutritional yeast, as you mentioned, chia protein, which... I have a big question there. Is that a chia seed or it's just the protein? I don't know what chia protein is. Ground cumin, ground turmeric, and cayenne pepper. Overall, those are pretty good ingredients. It does have salt in it. And if you're SOS free, that's not a good ingredient. But overall, these look like real foods. My other concern would be the nutritional yeast. We love nutritional yeast, but we like to get ours that is... Not grown on any kind of GMO food and does not have added supplements. It isn't fortified because I don't want to get my vitamins from a manufactured food. I want to get my vitamins from real food or when I know I'm not getting enough of certain vitamins, I take a carefully picked supplement like Dr. Furman's supplement where I know I'm not getting things I don't need and I'm getting the things I need. I'm really going to too deep. No, you're not. This is exactly what you need to do. So this is a really nice product. It's not organic. So that's another demerit. And it's something that you could make at home. That's continually my theme. You could take some cooked cauliflower and red bell peppers and in a food processor or Vitamix, whir it up with some almond butter, some apple cider vinegar, onions, lemon juice, garlic, nutritional yeast, some ground cumin, turmeric, cayenne pepper. Boom. You've got it. And you can make it taste the way you want. You could use all organic ingredients, but... And you don't have to use salt. And you don't have to use salt. Or you can control the salt. You could, but for something like this that has cumin and cayenne pepper and lemon juice, I don't think it needs salt. Overall, you would would give it a pass or a fail? I would give it a pass. I wish it was organic though. Okay. Number two, organic cashew milk mozzarella by your friend and mine, Miyoko's Creamery. Okay, we love that it's organic. It contains organic cashew milk, which is filtered water and organic cashews, organic coconut oil, organic tapioca starch, sea salt, organic agar, mushroom extract, organic konjac, and cultures. Now, this is a cheese, and we're going to compare it with dairy cheeses. So, first of all, since it's not a dairy cheese and it's made from nuts, it's already a better product, and it's also organic. Now, it I'm not saying this is something you want to reach for every day. I say it's a treat because it does have coconut oil and it does have salt. And for those of us who really want to live on an SOS-free diet most of the time, if not all of the time, it's not an everyday food. But it is a good food and it's organic and I think it's, it's pretty good. And for people that are, you know, working their way off the cheese, 
This it's is great. phenomenal. It goes phenomenal. great. And I've used this product before, as, as have you, and I've used it in lasagna, which is a big, in my culture, lasagna is a great big Thanksgiving dish that is made all the time uh, and, and for the holidays. So if you're trying to go plant-based and you don't want the corpse on the table and you don't want the excrement from the cattle <laughs> in your cheese, then go for it. And the thing to keep in mind is who's behind the product? Because I would be really wary if it was a big a big company. Like That's- someone that used to be dairy and now like Danone, I was reading in the news. They're big with dairy. And so they're retrofitting one of their companies now in France, one of their plants in France to only manufacture oat milk. Wow. Okay. Because there's a market for it. There's a market for it. So I would be wary of buying milk from a a company like that, oat milk from a company like that. As far as Miyoko is concerned. We love Miyoko and she only does good things. Okay. What's the next product, Gary? Number three is California Veggie Burgers and they're by Dr. Preggers. Right. I've liked the Dr. Prager products. I'm looking at the ingredients for this particular one. They don't look organic. It's with carrots, onions, string beans, oat bran, soybeans, zucchini, expeller pressed canola oil, peas, broccoli, corn, soy, flour, spinach, red peppers, arrowroot powder, cornstarch, garlic, cornmeal, sea sauce, parsley, and black pepper. Again, not highly processed foods. It's soy flour and not an isolated soy protein, which is better. I've had these in a pinch. And even though they do contain a little bit of sea salt, it's one of the last ingredients. It's not a salty product. One of the things that I always like to remember as a guide, and here's a tip for you, if you look at the calories per serving, and in this case, the calorie is 130 per serving, which is one burger. Then you look at the sodium, and the sodium here is 240 milligrams. You want the number to be the same or less in sodium. If it's higher than the calories, we're not looking at units here. We're just comparing the number. So 130 calories to 240 sodium, it's a high sodium food. You want it to be under the number of calories. Just a rule of thumb there. So it does have a good amount of salt, but it's it's not a bad food. There's far worse out there. But again, we have so many great burger recipes where we use beans and whole grains and herbs and spices and maybe a little organic garbanzo bean flour. And that's an amazing burger. You can make a ton of them and put them in the freezer. Yeah. There are some that are far worse. Sure. I want to be clear about that. But I'll give it a pass personally because they're not killing an animal to make this burger. Exactly. So it's a great food because it's free of animals. And I prefer it to these, these newer veggie burgers. I would take a Dr. Prager's burger over an Impossible Burger. I have never had an Impossible Burger because it has genetically modified heme in it to make it look like blood. And I have had a Beyond Burger a handful of times and it's not something I want to consume because it's highly processed. The Dr. Prager burger is not highly processed. Right. I just would like it to be organic, not have oil in it. And so we make our own. And we make our own. And that's why we, we will always add that at the end of these, because you can make, they're very easy to make veggie burgers. They are, and they're fun. And they're a lot of fun. And you can add your own flavors to them and you can control the salt. But in a pinch, if you're trying to find something to put between two pieces of bread and load up with all of the fabulous condiments that are all vegan and then Go for it. Number four. Now, Native Forest, we like this brand, yes? Yes, we do. Organic jackfruit. And this is in a can. 
Okay, so the ingredients are organic young jackfruit, water, sea salt, organic lime juice. So it's pretty good ingredient-wise. It does have salt. Right. So anything that you're going to get in a store that's in a box or a can, unless it says salt-free, is going to have salt. Right. That's a given. So if you're trying to do SOS, then you have to look for these products without salt. So what is jackfruit for those people that don't know what jackfruit is? I can answer that question. It has. It looks like when you when you first take it out of the can, it looks like tuna. Yeah. Right. It looks like tuna. It has yeah, it the does. same same kind of albacore kind of look to it, and so it's easily flavored as well. It has a really great texture. It has a great ch- texture. A flaky, yeah. fishy kind of texture. It doesn't have much taste either. It doesn't have much taste, so it really adapts well to different sauces and different spices, and and it adapts well to looking like all of the things that you remember. Now, jackfruit is a tropical fruit, and it's the flesh of the tropical fruit. It's a really funky, interesting-looking fruit, kind of like a little dinosaur head or something. It's all kind of lumpy. Right. (laughs) But now we have access to it, and it's easier to get the really flake kind in the can with the little pieces. It's a little more challenging to get the, the jackfruit that is more like a steak. Right. That's sliceable. But they're both fun. Yeah, and you could flavor it like brisket. You know, you could bake it. You could make it a... It's it's a great taco filling. It, it makes a great sloppy joe. And you know, if you're concerned about salt and you get this native forest product, you could always rinse it. Yeah, we've rinsed it before. It's yep. great. And so start playing around with jackfruit. I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. And there's a barbecue jackfruit sandwich that they probably have on the label you can make. So would you give this Native Forest Organic Young? I like it. I like it. Yeah. The, the only downside is the salt, but you can rinse it a little bit, and it's it's a good food. When you make a recipe with jackfruit, you're usually adding a lot of other things. What? Onions and all kinds of vegetables. Beans. So the amount of salt that's in the jackfruit is going to dissipate. But it's a great transition food. It's a very good food. Yes. But keep in mind... This is not a high-protein food. It is a fruit. It's not a high-protein food. Also remember that all plant foods contain all the essential amino acids. So if you're eating a wide variety of food, you're going to get all the essential amino acids you need so that your body can make all the proteins it needs. It's considered a meat substitute, but it doesn't have the amount of protein in it. I like pairing it with beans. I like adding beans to it. absolutely. It really makes a nice chili with jackfruit. Okay. So I'm reading the label, and it does have a lot of salt. Has a lot yeah. of salt. So rinse it. Really rinse your rinse jackfruit. It. Yeah, please. I mean, we've done that before. We've we've been out working, and we haven't had time to come home to the kitchen. Maybe we're living in a hotel because you know we're artists. We go where the work is, and so we'll get a baked tofu. Which now you can I'm find. looking on their label, and it says try our other varieties: organic young jackfruit, barbecue, sodium free. Yellow curry and red curry. So I think they have a sodium free. Yeah, we've had the curry. The curry. The, those. I think this is one. I think these are four things. There's barbecue. Right. There's sodium free. There's yellow curry and red curry. So if you wanted it sodium free, you could get it, which is great. That's great. We love this company. We do. Okay. So anyway, I was saying that we get baked tofu sometimes mm. that's already flavored. And what I do now, because there's a lot of salt, is I rinse it. Mm-hmm. And it's really great. There are some baked tofus that are a lot less saltier than others, too, these days, which right. was not true 20 years ago. No. All the baked tofus were super salty. Okay, now. And I'm grateful for that. Me, too. <laughs> 
Number five, Forager. Forager is the brand. Forager Project is the official title of their brand. Organic Dairy-Free Sour Cream. Now again, it's organic. And again, it's not using cow's milk. It's dairy-free. So, Karen, what would you rate this? Okay, we like the Forager Company, especially when we're traveling. We'll pick up some of their products. The sour cream has coconut and cashew milk. And it's all organic, this product says. And it has tapioca starch and sea salt, pectin, distilled vinegar, lactic acid, locust, bean gum, agar, and live active cultures. Okay, it's a good product, not the best product. Tapioca starch is a lightly processed food. It has salt in it. It has a few gums in it, but overall, it's a pretty good food. Of course, if you want the best, you can make it at home. We make cashew yogurt, and it's just made with cashews, water, and live active cultures that we get from the previous batch of yogurt, or you could use a probiotic supplement that has the live cultures in it, or another plant-based yogurt from the store and use that to grow your next batch of yogurt. But it tastes like yogurt. It also can be used as sour cream. And that's what we use, all organic ingredients. And it doesn't have starch in it. It doesn't have salt in it. It doesn't have pectin in it. It doesn't have locust bean gum in it. Now, these aren't bad ingredients, but they're not totally whole. Minimally processed yeah. foods. So you're suggesting, and you also make a an almond yogurt, which is excellent. Yeah, they're both good. You're suggesting that... Make your own. Make your own organic, dairy-free yogurt and use your yogurt as a sour cream. Yes. Because it's about the same thing. You know, we're traveling right now and we bought the Forager cashew yogurt. And you're going to put that in your pie crust. I'm going to put it in my pie crust. Absolutely. Okay. So you'll give it a pass. I do. A high pass. All right. Now, here we go. Number six. Large Flake Nutritional Yeast by Bob's Red Mill. Right. So we love nutritional yeast, and there's a few things to consider with nutritional yeast. I mentioned it before. We prefer buying nutritional yeast that is not fortified. Now, in many circles, especially in vegan circles, people will say you can get B12 from your nutritional yeast. And I don't recommend nutritional yeast as your source of B12. The best place to get B12 is from a supplement. You know how much you're getting and you can take it when you need it. You can take some of them. They have enough in it. You can take them once or twice a week or some of them you can take every other day. Nutritional yeast is not necessarily a measured amount of B12 and it's not natural. It's fortified. So the nutritional yeast is fortified with a number of different B vitamins and folic acid. I prefer the nutritional yeast that is not fortified. The other thing to keep in mind, and I believe that Bob's Red Mill is not grown on a GMO food source. But we can't be sure. Well, I'm looking. I, I think they're pretty good about that. But I'm looking here and I don't, I don't see where it says that. Anyway, things to consider. So... We love nutritional yeast. And again, it is like a condiment. It's something that you sprinkle. It, you're not going to eat a cup 
or half a cup of this food. And when you're transitioning, it's a great product. If you, Especially if you were raised as I was raised, when you were putting Parmesan cheese on everything, this is a great substitute for that. So get your nutritional yeast unfortified if you can. But if you need it as a transitional food, and it goes in a lot of recipes that make things cheesy, and I know a lot of folks can't give up cheese, so here's a way to transition off of the cheese and go ahead and use the nutritional yeast. Just make sure it isn't fortified. Yeah. For the real seal of approval. Exactly. And Bob's is a great product. Bob's we love has Bob. A, but this, this particular product is not organic either. And yeah, so, and that's a difficult thing with nutritional yeast. I, I will admit, I do not know an organic nutritional yeast that is unfortified. It, right now, for, for us, it's either or. Right. So we've been getting an unfortified nutritional yeast. That is not organic. That is not organic. Okay, good point. Number seven is a company called Orgain, and it's protein, pancake, and waffle mix. I'm not a fan of Orgain. They have these um, these drinks that people are encouraged to use if they're going to a hospital, and they're filled with all kinds of isolated proteins. And first of all, the red alert to me comes from the front label. Protein pancake and waffle mix. Why does it have to say protein there? I think they're trying to get people on keto diets to buy it. Oh, right? it's well, this is plant-based. It's vegan, no soy, and 10 grams of plant protein. And my friends, if you're eating a whole food, minimally processed diet of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, raw nuts, and seeds, you do not have to worry about protein and you don't have to add more protein powders to your smoothies. And if you think you need more protein, add some beans to your smoothie because that way you'll be getting a nice balance of protein, carbohydrate, and fat because we need all of them. So in this... And I mean, how easy are pancakes to make? Oh, please. We have so many So do we really need to have a protein pancake and waffle mix? I mean, when they are so easy to make and that we alone have countless recipes. We have countless recipes. Now... I'm looking at the ingredients, and it's really hard to see because they're small. It's in small print. So they have an Orgain organic flour blend, which is wheat flour, whole wheat flour, oat flour, pea protein, cane sugar, baking powder, cornstarch, and natural flavor. They are organic. We're always wary when we see natural flavors because we don't know what what that means. Because natural flavors tend... Not to be natural. Keep that in mind. Be natural. (laughs) And then they have their superfoods blend that has millet, amaranth, buckwheat, quinoa, chia, kale, powder, apple pulp, cinnamon, organic sprout blend. There's a lot of good things in here. It's their organic protein pancake and waffle mix 50 superfoods made with mango, organic kale, chia seeds. There's a lot of stuff in here, you know, and it's organic. I guess the thing that I don't like is the pea protein and the cane sugar. And cane sugar comes pretty high in the ingredient list, so there might be a lot of sugar in here to make it palatable to get all these different powders and things in it. But, you know, what's wrong with a pancake? (laughs) Like we have recipes at Responsible Eating and Living made with oat flour, millet flour. We have our steel-cut oat and millet I think this is waffle recipe. I think this protein pancake and waffle mix is trying to sell people on a protein 
product, like a protein powder. Yeah, it's scary to me that it has all these ingredients in it. I, I don't know. I, I just, it, it, is, it is organic. I don't like the protein powder. I don't like the sugar. Uh, and there's just, there's like too many ingredients in here. But, you know, it's better than going to the International House of Pancakes. It's better Far than get, better. It's better than getting a pancake with eggs and milk. Far better. And butter. And then there are some of these uh, cellulose products with whey protein that some people on these interesting diets are using to make all of their baked products. I forget right. the name of the product, but... They're anyway, grinding... They're, they're, those are no good. Yeah. So these are at least mostly real ingredients and they're organic. So I guess it's pretty good. Okay. Just, but it has the pea protein and the sugar. But make your own pancake mix. Yeah, make your own. We have so many recipes at Responsible Eating and Living. Well, give it a pass because it's vegan. Yeah, exactly. All right. Number eight. The company is called Hope Foods... And the product is organic Thai coconut curry hummus. <laughs> Does that sound good to you? <laughs> no. Oh, hummus. You know, my sister and I have an expression, hummus is hummus. And I'm not going to go into that story, but hummus means garbanzo bean. Right. And it is a wonderful spread of garbanzo beans traditionally, lemon juice, olive oil, maybe a little salt, and tahini. And that's what it should be. And since hummus has reached the shores of the United States of America, it has turned into so many other things, including a bean pate that doesn't even have garbanzo beans in it. <laughs> right. This particular product... Wow, this is really going out there. <laughs> this particular product has organic garbanzo beans. Great. Organic tahini. Great. Organic extra virgin olive oil. Okay. Traditionally, hummus does have oil in it, although we make our own without oil. Organic agave nectar. Why? I don't know why it has agave nectar in it. Organic jalapeno, organic dried coconut, sea salt. There's that salt again. Organic lime juice, citric acid, organic curry powder, organic spices, organic garlic powder, organic red chili pepper. It's not a bad product. I'm not sure why it has agave in it. And it has, of course, a little salt. But overall, it's organic. It's animal-free. It's primarily Whole Foods, so it's pretty good. But make your own hummus. But make your own. How easy Oh my is God. It? You take a, a food You don't even need oil. You just use tahini. Exactly. Tahini, garbanzo beans, beans, lemon or lime juice. And a blender. And a blender and if, or a food processor because it can get stuck in the bottom of the blender. Right. But if you want, you can add roasted red pepper. If you want, you can add the chili powder. You could add the Thai spices to it if you, you want. You exactly. could add pizza spices. You could add whatever you want. You could even want. add cocoa powder. But I can't understand why anybody hummus. would want to put agave in yeah, hummus. why? Why do you want to sweeten hummus why? like that? I don't that? know. Give it that Thai flavor. Yeah, but... I don't know. It's... Anyway. There but we go. Picking it apart. No animals have had to die to make this product that we know of. Thank you. So right. give it a pass. Give it a pass. Okay, number nine. The company is Just Egg, and the product is Plant-Based Scramble. Now, what do you think of this? It's obviously this plastic bottle filled with this liquid stuff that when you pour it on a pan, a hot pan, it behaves as a scrambled egg. Right. So we've been following this product since the beginning. We had Josh Tetrick on the program a long time ago before this product existed, and his company was called Hampton Creek Food. Before that, it was called Beyond Egg. And then Hampton Creek Food. 
And now it's called Just, and they make Just Egg. Anyway, the concept is good. The idea from an animal rights perspective is brilliant. Is brilliant. The idea is that this product can be used in a lot of industrial foods, which are a nutritional disaster to begin with, okay? Right. It would replace chicken eggs in these foods. So, Which harvesting chicken eggs is abysmal. It's, exactly. That's a horrible, horrible, it's a, horrible. So this, this is just a wonderful product because from an animal rights from perspective. from an animal rights perspective, and it saves so many chicken lives and less cruel. And it's also prob- theoretically, theoretically, I mean, yeah. We, we don't have any data yet on whether or not it's working. It just might be another gimmicky product that's out there. Exactly. We don't know if the. Consumption of chicken eggs has actually gone gone down. down. At least I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But in the manufacturing of Hostess Twinkies, for example, they're trying to, industrial foods, they're trying to replace some of the the, the thousands and thousands and thousands of eggs that go into those types of of, um, industrial baking products and for people who aren't thinking about what's in their food and they buy these industrial foods whether they buy them because they don't care and they don't want to know or maybe they don't know and they don't have any other options i mean there are all kinds of reasons why people will consume these industrial foods and these fast foods but the just egg is going to be better than eating a chicken egg right and Someone who has had experience cooking this product recently for someone in your family. I did. I bought the product for my mother and I tried it. I never had it before. And How I, does it work? It works very well. I served it to my mom and her neighbor and they both thought it was eggs. And when the neighbor saw me eating it, she didn't want to see anything because she didn't understand why I was eating eggs. And right. then I told her... You know, what did you think of it? And she liked it. And and then I said, it's not made from eggs. And she was really surprised. So from that point of view, it's very good. But from the ultimate real perspective where we want to consume the best foods for our precious human temples. Our bodies. And for those of us who have the opportunity to make those choices. And we want to support the companies that make the best choices for all human temples. What do I think of just egg? Here are the ingredients. Water, mung bean protein isolate, expeller press, canola oil. And then it has dehydrated onion, gel and gum, natural carrot extractives, natural flavors, natural turmeric extractives, potassium citrate, salt, soy lecithin, sugar, tapioca syrup, tetrasodium pyrophosphate, transglutaminase, nicin, a preservative. So there are some highly processed foods in here. Highly processed. Mung well, bean, it's a highly processed product. It is. Mung bean protein isolate is one of It was designed in the lab, right? It was. And it does have salt. And per serving, which is three tablespoons, you get 160 milligrams of sodium versus 70 calories for the product. And I think people would tend to use more than three tablespoons to make a decent-sized omelet. So, you know, it does have the sodium. So, as an egg substitute... Much better from a cruelty point of view, from a cholesterol point of view. It's a great product. But for the ultimate food to put in our precious bodies, I would rather make an omelet with garbanzo bean flour and a lot of herbs and spices. Well, you know what I'm working on now is an is an omelet with, you call them pink lentils. Yeah. Some people call them oh, yellow lentils. Mm-hmm. You soak them overnight. 
you rinse them, you put them in a blender, a little water, and it behaves just like an egg. Yeah, some people and if you will want call it, to have it a crepe. A crepe. Yeah. If you want it to have that yeah. sulfury taste, you can use a little touch of black salt. Right. I'm working that, and I'm going to post some pictures oh, of, I a, can't wait. of a frittata made with but lentils. The, but the reminder, the point is that products that are available in the store that are going to be more convenient for you and easier to use, there's always a compromise. Right. You're ne- never or rarely going to find something convenient right. that tastes good, that isn't compromised. And that's why we encourage you to buy your food as whole as possible and make things yourself. But that's us. Well, we're here to talk about the real seal of approval, not the good housekeeping seal exactly. of approval. Exactly. Let's so, keep going, Garrett. From an animal at? rights perspective, it's a good product. Oh my God, it's fast. And we'll, All of these products are good products from an animal rights perspective. Yes. But as far as health for yourself, health for yourself, and health for the planet, we're also going to cover those bases. All right. Now, this is a long list. We're at number 10. We probably won't get through the whole list today, but you get the point. We'll post the list for you. Number 10 is a product, Kite Hill. And uh, the company is Kite Hill. And the product is Dairy-Free Chive Cream Cheese. So we like Kite Hill. We do like Kite Hill. Remember when Kite Hill was just a, a glimmer in Talronin's eyes? Yes. And hasn't it been sold now to some larger company? Oh, probably. I can't answer that question. I don't so know. I they all... Many of them end up getting sold. Okay, this is a pretty decent product. It's made from almond milk, which is water and almond. It's got that favorite ingredient, salt. But most cheeses are salty, right? Right. That's why people eat cheese, because of the salt. <laughs> Has chives, enzyme, xanthan gum, guar gum, white pepper, lactic acid, and cultures. It is not an organic product. It is a non-GMO product, but it's not an organic product. Exactly. So, again... Uh, it's better than the dairy alternative. So this is an almond cream cheese, which is better than a dairy cream cheese. The ingredients are decent. They have a few gums in them, the xanthan gum and the guar gum, which are not terrible, but they're not whole foods. And it has a little salt, of course. So in a pinch or, you know, you want a treat, this could go very well on my new baked bagel recipe. Right, <laughs> which is up on the website. Yes. Now, if somebody wants to make a cream cheese at home, again, what you would recommend is that they take some cashews, soak them overnight, blend them up, add a little lemon juice to it, and you've got a pretty quick, pretty easy... I guess the reason why they add the gums is to give it a little drier... A little gelatinous look to it. Yeah, or so- more solid consistency because if you were to blend cashews or almonds with water and get it smooth it's going to be a little thinner than a cream cheese right and the gum will solidify it a little bit but your ricotta recipe for example if you wanted to opt out of a cream cheese oily cream cheese and go with our ricotta recipe your almond ricotta is amazing and that would go great on your baked bagel baked bagels have you made them yet but we'll give this a pass Yes, could be organic though. I wish it yeah, was organic. I wish it was organic. If you have a party this holiday season and you want to break out the chive cream cheese to spread on your whatever it is that you spread cream cheese on, we say try the dairy-free chive cream cheese from Kite Hill. Give it a pass. Okay, number 11. The company is called Aldi, 
A-L-D-I. And it's called Earth Grown Vegan Black Bean Chipotle Burger. Again, it's one of these bean burgers. Right. And it's got cooked black beans, cooked brown rice, onions, corn, potato flakes, expeller pressed canola oil, red peppers, wheat, gluten, jalapeno peppers, garlic, cilantro, salt, chili pepper powder, which is chili pepper, salt, garlic, cumin, and spices, chipotle pepper powder, and black pepper. So it's a pretty decent combination. It's not organic. It has canola oil in it, and it has salt in it. But other than that, it's 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 pretty reasonable. Again, I would recommend you find your kitchen and take your own organic black beans, organic rice, onions, corn, potato, and jalapeno peppers and garlic and cilantro and chili pepper, and you got yourself a great burger. Yeah. And if it needs a little firming, you could add the flour of your choice. It could be a garbanzo bean flour. It could be a potato flour. It could be oatmeal. It could be oatmeal. Remember when they used to stretch burgers, beef burgers with oatmeal at the school cafeterias? Or there was a big scandal that maybe one of the fast food companies that was making your burger that said it was 100% beef was actually putting cereal (laughs) in the burger to stretch it out. Well, oatmeal is a great additive for a for a veggie burger. Um, but again, it's not organic. Again, it's better than having a cow burger in our real seal of approval. Exactly. I'm interested in the next product, Gary. Daring lemon and herb pieces. Lemon and herb pieces, the opposite of chicken. What do you think of that name? Lemon and herb pieces. I guess they were afraid to use... <laughs> They got the opposite of chicken in there. So it's this bag. First of all, I don't really, I don't know, products in a bag, a Ziploc bag. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, take it away, Karen. Lemon and herb pieces. I don't know. So this it's is an a, odd name. This is a chicken substitute. I don't like lemon and herb pieces. Uh, I don't like the name. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's made from soy protein concentrate. So okay. It's water, soy protein concentrate, sunflower oil. And the seasoning is lemon peel, oregano, thyme, garlic, lemongrass, rosemary, onion, cardamom, pepper, dextrose, and it's got our favorite, natural flavoring. Natural flavoring. So this is not organic. It's got, it's mostly soy protein concentrate. I don't think it's that good a product. Of course, if it's going to keep you off the chicken and you're going to eat this, that's great for the animals, but it's not really a healthy food. Right. So what would you recommend for someone that wants to get off the animal and wants a, a product like this? Would you recommend seitan? Give it a shot. Yeah, if you seitan have... might be a good start. This is an isolated soy protein that, that they're using Yeah, now this? seitan is a wheat product. So if you can't eat wheat, seitan might be problematic. That really helped me when I was transitioning. And I did it, forgive the expression, cold turkey. <laughs> I didn't transition slowly. I just stopped eating all animal products one day. And seitan really helped me. And we have a lot of recipes at Responsible Eating and Living for seitan. And you can flavor it any way you want and it'll taste just like chicken. You make baked tofu sometimes, Gary. And the way you wrap it and season it and bread it, it has a a great taste. A, a very satisfying feeling right. like chicken or something. So, How do I know? I haven't eaten chicken in over 40 years. It's If people want chewy, they want it salty, they want it to taste just like chicken, then yeah, lemon and herb pieces. I haven't tried them. I don't know if they're... They're daring. 
They're very daring because that's, that's the name of the called. company. Daring. Um, yeah, but when you're having any kind of substitute for flesh. It's a win-win. It's a win-win if you're not eating the flesh. But next to that are all of these highly processed foods that are using some sort of isolated protein, either isolated soy protein, isolated mung bean protein, isolated pea protein. And these are highly processed. And in some ways, because they are so processed, they do act to a certain extent like meat, in not in a good way. We talk about having an alkaline balance in the body. When you digest your food, you want your body to be somewhat neutral or alkaline. And there are some foods that we eat that leave an acid balance, which is not to be concerned about if you're eating a mix of whole plant foods. But these isolated proteins act like meat and have that acid balance or that leave after digestion, leave you somewhat acidic. Right. And that's not good. So you have to be careful about that. But again, from an animal rights perspective, if you need to feel the chicken in your mouth, <laughs> then why don't you try Right, and if you're going to stir fry it with lots of vegetables and leafy greens, you're on a good start. Great. Number 13. I think this is going to be our last one. Hey, lucky 13. Number 13, no dairy Alfredo sauce. Primal mm. Kitchen is the company. It's a creamy, dairy-free Alfredo sauce. You know, you, sometimes you're just hankering for... Fettuccine Alfredo or something like that. What do you think of this product, Karen? It's in a jar. Right. It's a, a well, sauce. Well, it's interesting. It has avocado oil. And avocado oil, as, as oils go, is a good oil. Although I'm looking at the ingredients here. And it's I, also free from added sugar and non-GMO project verified, but it's not organic. Okay, I'm confused because the label I'm looking at says avocado oil, and then the ingredients don't say avocado oil. Right. <laughs> the ingredients it says are water, cashew butter, tapioca starch, extra virgin olive oil, sea salt, roasted garlic, onion powder, black pepper, lemon juice concentrate, citric acid, nutritional yeast. It does not say the ingredients are organic. And clearly it has our least favorite ingredient, salt. And it certainly has oil. And it has nutritional yeast. We've talked about all of these before. The base of it is cashew butter and water. So why not... Soak some cashews. Soak some cashews, blend them up with some water, add a onion powder, garlic... Nutritional yeast. little nutritional yeast, black pepper, lemon juice, and you've got yourself an amazing, creamy... Alfredo sauce. Alfredo sauce. All right. Well, there are 33 of these. If you have any questions about any of them, if you want to know if they would have the real seal of approval, I guess we've given every one of them a pass, some of them reluctantly, but the thing, the determining factor in us giving them a pass is that from an animal rights perspective, these products are winners as far as we're concerned, but from a health perspective, which we're also all about here at Responsible Eating and Living, we would probably not pass quite so many of them. When we're comparing them to the majority of processed foods in a commercial grocery store, they're better. They're better. Because so many ingredients in commercial products, you can't even pronounce them. They're so way out there. Most of these products are pretty reasonable. You, you recognize the names of the ingredients for the most part. We just, Gary, you and I, we are purists. We want the best for everybody, and we would really like to move everyone more towards an all-organic, whole-food, minimally-processed lifestyle, right. because it's better for our health, it's better for the planet, 
It's better for the animals. And right. it's, it's the best. It's the best. And you're going to be getting hit with lots of end-of-the-year lists. And so here's another one for you to consider. It's obviously not an end-of-the-year list. This came out in May, but still... Yeah, watch out for these lists. These because lists, there's always something behind them you have to be wary of. Right. Read the labels. We've always said that. We've said that from the very beginning. We're not the only ones that say it. But make sure you know what's going in your food. Okay, Gary, talking about all that food makes me really hungry. Let's eat. So let's go and eat. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Gary, thank you for joining me. Yeah, and it was my pleasure. Everybody, thank you for being there and for caring. Have, Have a, a delicious, delicious week. week.